Blog Talk Radio. NYPA, it's time to sort the show, so search for the squad and listen out for the promo with the West Wild Spitter, send his weapon to a show home. Collins Oak coverage on the corner, make it unfold. Five o'clock, who gives a damn with your man and say we spitting live wireless, leave him shot with the gamma rate. Ain't no runner up, cause it ain't the closest to candidates. I block the deep and you draw like Japanese animated. It's just us and the rest, news off the hottest press. Dope from the boogie down, Kyle Houghton, Philly West, repping with the legends, classic in the future. Second politics, sports segment, live phone, call up a question, it's the NYPA, 95 connection, real people, ain't no stripping, cute call for directions, just team on the grind time till it's all perfection, throw it past the satellite so you can catch perception, so touch ground with us, we kill challenges, a murder it for every number on your calendars, from west to the boogie down, the greyhound in this, we google spot, anchor podcast pocket this. Welcome to NYPA Entertainment Radio Live here on Blog Talk. It's Sunday. It's 5 o'clock. I'm your host, Kyle, your boy KG. Uh, broadcasting live from Philadelphia, West Philadelphia Center City in the NYPA studios. Uh, thank you for joining me live today or just live, just in general, just joining me, uh, whether it's right now as I'm doing it or later on as you download the show on demand or any uh, pretty much platforms have uh, podcasts or podcast feed, uh, iTunes, Google, Spotify, Anchor, and so forth and so on. Of course, Blog Talk, home of NYPA and Team Radio. Um, man, J- January is flying by quickly. We're already next to the last Sunday this month. Um, and, uh, wow, it's flying by already. Now, with that being said, uh, spring will be here soon enough. I know it doesn't feel like it in certain parts of the regions, like here on the East Coast and the Midwest, I'm sure, uh, and some parts of down south. Um, I will be doing the um, – I, I will be – excuse me, I'm sorry. I'm trying to look, I'm looking at something on my screen. I will be doing the Spotlight Playlist in April or May. I'm not too sure yet. And this time, like I said, it will be you guys picking. I will put up the categories. I'll put up – whatever genre, artist, album, or something. I'll put that up, and then you guys get to pick. Uh, for example, it might be New York and Norton Volume 2, and then it might versus Sound of Philadelphia Volume 2. There might be some new ones. It might be Down South, like Down South Music. It might be L.A. only, or whatever. Um, and you guys get to, get to choose. Now, if it's low volume of voting, then I'll make the choice. If it's a tie, I'll break the tie. Um, either, but at the end of the day, you guys will make the choice. So that's coming down the line. Like I said, in the springs, April, May, I'm looking at bringing Spotlight Playlist back. Um, I haven't decided yet, but I'll keep you guys posted as always when it's going to be. But it's coming up soon. It's coming up soon. Spotlight Playlist will be back. And this time, the voting and control is in your head. And Lord help us all. I love you guys, but I don't, I don't know what y'all going to pick. You know, and I can't be biased either. I gotta put stuff out. I, I gotta put whatever genre, whatever art it is. I might not be a big fan of that, but I, I love you guys, so it's up to you. And then whatever you guys pick, that will be that genre. That will be that artist. That will be that album. That will be that producers or songwriters 
music for the month, you know, that well, that following month or whatever month it may be. So you did, you know what I mean? So so I might start it, I might put the poll up in, uh, let's say, late March for April, maybe late April for May, um, you know, probably do the month previous um, to a certain month, and uh, we'll go from there. But, yeah, Spotlight Playlist is coming soon. And um, like I said, April or May, I'll keep you posted. And then, you know, show your power. Fight the power. Show the vote. And, I'll put, you know, make sure I put some good categories up for you guys. And it should be a lot of fun. I'm very curious to see um, what some of you guys are going to uh, say and uh, vote for. It's going to be real simple. Just Like I said, this one, just in the comments, put whatever. Like whatever the categories are. And I'll count, count out how many say what and go from there. So that should be fun. Um, I got a lot of stuff to get into, but first, unfortunately, I got to start on a somber note. Um, it's just like the second, third week in a row. Um, it's just unfortunate deaths that are that are, that are happening. Um, we with uh, start with singer Meatloaf, who I'm a Meatloaf fan. Now, I for some reason I don't know why. But I guess because there's so much music out there, I I forget to put some of his songs on there. And then um, when he passed, I was sad. And I was like, wow, Meatloaf was real cool. And, and surprisingly, I I know a lot of his songs. And so with that being said, uh, next month's playlist, I'm going to have some Meatloaf songs on the playlist. Uh, and I don't know Meatloaf who's a great artist. You don't know who Meatloaf, Meatloaf is or not familiar with his music. Google it, YouTube it. Great singer, great music. Um yeah, and Bad Out of Hell, one, two, and three, and countless songs, and, and acting in different movies, and um, Fight Club, and uh, Rocky Horror, um, Rocky Horror Show, um, everything. Um, sad. Uh, they said he possibly passed from, from COVID, but you know everyone who gets sick or passed away, unfortunately, says COVID, uh, COVID related. But yeah, Meatloaf, big fan of his. Like I said, his music will be on. Next month's playlist, we lost another comedian, great comedian, Louie Anderson, who I grew up watching. Um, I remember his cartoon Life with Louie, um, movies in Coming to America, Fairless Bueller. Um, big fan of his. Uh, I believe he was battling uh, uh, cancer, some form of cancer. And I was just shocked back-to-back. Uh, legendary comedians of Bob Saget, and you have Louie Anderson. Um which every time I think of Louis Anderson, I think of the story Eddie Murphy told on how Louis Anderson got to come into America. And this is at a time in the mid-'80s, mid to late-'80s, that the studios were very fearful more than now. They still are now, but not as bad as it was a couple of decades ago, literally a couple of decades ago, when they didn't, they felt as though all, an all-African-American film would not make money and other certain demographics would not get it. So they told Arsenio Hall and Eddie Murphy to get this film made, you need at least one white person in the movie. Otherwise, they're not going to make it. They'll feel, they don't feel those marketable. No one's going to go see it because you don't have at least one white person in there. So Eddie Murphy and Arsenio had a conversation. Who's the coolest white cat do we know that could be in the film? Well, they thought Louis Anderson, and he popped up in one of the most funniest scenes um, in the movie. McDowell's, he's cleaning lettuce, and, and then soon he'll be, you know, frying the french fries, and that's when the big bucks come in. Uh, so shout-out to Louie Anderson, again, 
um, back-to-back people, just, you know, legends and people that I grew up listening to and watching, uh, unfortunately, are passing away. Uh, some are younger than others and much sooner than others. Or just death is too soon, period. Um, I do want to touch up on um, my condolences also to them and Regina King, who lost her son, Ian Alexander Jr., uh, to suicide, uh, I think, yesterday. Uh, yesterday or Friday, I'm not too sure. Um, sad, her only child. Uh, I can't imagine, don't want to imagine, don't even want to go down that rabbit hole with you know, being a parent myself and having uh, my only child I have is a daughter, you know, um, I can't imagine, don't want to. Uh, condolences, I, condolences to her and the grief that she must be feeling and, uh, you know, it's, just, it's deep. It's really deep. And I, I hate to bring the show down, so I'm going to try to bring the show back up. But it's just a lot, you know. Um, and, you know, I say all that to say this. It's just that you know, we got to stop thinking things a little too seriously. Loosen up a little bit. You haven't seen anyone in a while, reach out to them, tell them you love them, say what's up, whatever, and, and treat yourself to things and, and, and just go for it. Whatever you want to do in life, go for it. Because believe it or not, life is short and, and happens un- things happen unexpectedly that, that you know, didn't think would happen. So, uh Call someone you haven't talked to in a while. Look after one another. Like I say that at the end of each show. And I know I say it sounds cheesy because it does sound cheesy, but I mean it uh, to do that because there's a lot going on in the world today. And just be thankful that you're above ground, that you can see the next day and so forth. So um, just remember that. Is there anything you also remember from this episode or anything I say in general on every show that I've done? It's just like look out for each other, love yourself, love your family members and friends. And, you know, have fun. Enjoy life. Um, talk to someone if you're down or, or what have you. That's why I always pride my show on hopefully being entertain, entertaining to you guys who are listening everywhere. So I just, you know, want to take the two hours of stress or whatever you're going through off your plate. Let me try to entertain you the best way possible and, um, you know, just help you start the week on the good foot. You know what I'm saying? You know? Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully that shows. Uh, all right, enough of that. Let's keep it moving. Let's have a little fun, and let's get to some topics here. Okay, now we're going to start with a little sports. My man Mike Tyson. So Mike Tyson shuts it down. Jake Paul, Jake Paul fight for for good and makes huge call in his career. Just days after Mike Tyson was reportedly locked in for an exhibition bout with Jake Paul, the uh, the boxing icon officially shut down the idea and suggested he may be stepping back into retirement once again. Uh, ever since his 2020 comeback fight against Roy Jones Jr., Adam Mike has been linked to Paul, to the Paul brothers, while, while the initial reports claim the heavyweight legend would go toe-to-toe with Logan Paul, plans seemingly fell apart in late 21. Just weeks into the new year, uh, and younger brother Jake Paul has been into the mix instead. Mike and Jake are on board for an exhibition about Las Vegas reported on January 17th. However, Tyson quickly brushed these claims off, and now he's officially put an end to the rumors. Not only is Tyson not interested in fighting the social media celeb, he also seems to be done with boxing as a whole once again. When Tyson returned to the ring in 2020, ultimately battling battling to a split draw with Roy Jones Jr. and marked the first fight in 15 years. Despite appearing 
despite appearing like the start of a comeback, it, it's now looking like a one-off event. Tyson explained on his podcast, uh, I don't think I ever do stuff like that anymore. He said I wanted to do it the first time just to have fun. Some people took it to another level, made it financial, and then the fun went out of it. Even with a 50 million mega fight offer poorly set against Jake Paul, Tyson stressed that he's not he's not even interested these days. It was all of all word of mouth. He said of the of additionally unofficial deal. Triller, the company behind Tyson's return, bout allegedly still owes him money from his 2020 performance. While he wasn't able to to say much publicly, this relationship quote turned bad and could be leading could be the leading reason why he no longer wants to fight. Quote, I don't want I don't want you to fight again, UFC President Dana White said sitting on the couch next to him. I don't think I will either. Given this is the given this is the fighting game, it's always worth taking these comments with a grain of salt. Tyson could be playing coy or miscontract negotiations behind closed doors. We'll have to wait and see how things play out, though there's every chance we've already seen the boxing legends last fight. Um I would have loved Despite what some people may think or thought, I would have loved to see him fight one of Logan Paul, uh, one of the Paul brothers, just to shut them up. Because I know they think they're cocky and arrogant, and they think they can fight. And I think Tyson would not carry them like uh, what's that guy's name, uh, Floyd Mayweather did. Uh, however, I've said on the show time and time again, Father Time is undefeated. You cannot beat Father Time. It's one thing you can never ever fight or beat or defeat is he's undefeated. He's, he's, for, he's infinity. And Oh, um, and it, and it's about time. He'll be 56 in June. And we, I thought the same thing. I thought, you know, Evander early on, but we know Evander, he's not up to snuff for it. Not even Riddick Bow. And then it was talking to Lennox Lewis, but overall I said it last year, it, it, it'll be two years since he did his last exhibition fight. against Roy Jones going on two years at least. I was like, you have to do it right away because he's older. Despite what shape he's in, boxing is a whole, a whole different animal. You can be chiseled out of granite and be in your 50s and 60s, but when you're doing something as physical as boxing where it does take a toll on you and it's more of a young man young man sport, um, you got to take care of it. You got to do that right away. Um, and now I think you just step away. You, you know, you, did, you, you had a solid fight against Roy Jones Jr. The other fights, exhibitions you wanted to do fell through for whatever reason. You know, it, it, you know, it's, it's sad, but step away. It's done. It, it, it's over with. I think you just, you know, you did what you, you know, you did your best uh, against Roy Jones. I think you actually beat Roy Jones. Uh, we did a little dream fight matchup, you know, once in a, or literally once in a lifetime. And that's it. I think you should step away. I don't think you should fight anyone at all. Now, if he's playing coy, then so be it. That you know, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised. But I hope that this is it. I hope that he just steps away. I think he just – he doesn't prove anything. Um, yeah, I really think he just needs to step away from that overall. So hopefully he does. I'm, I'm hoping he will be. So we'll, we we shall see. And ho- and hopefully it's not a ploy to get more money, which I don't – like I'm sure they're already throwing him a shitload to get him back in the ring anyway, just off his name and, and his look lately and how, he, and how he's just kicking ass and taking names in the ring. What, like, well, he's an inspiring ring. Um, so – you know, we'll see, but hopefully he he's done. I don't think he should really fight. I think he, he just walk away, keep doing keep doing other stuff, and that's it. He, he you know he's one of the greatest boxers of all time, and he has nothing else to prove. 
You know what I mean? That's my opinion. Uh, anyone else want to chime in on this topic or anything else I'll be talking about today? Uh, give me a call at 516-387-1961, 516-387-1961. Open mic live, mic live on the air, NYP Entertainment Radio. All right, we'll play some music. When I come back, I got a lot more stuff to get into, so stick around, sit back and relax. Let me play these hits, play this music, and uh, that's it, NYPA Entertainment Radio.
they feast They stab it with their stealing eyes But they just can't kill the beast
Welcome back to NYPA Entertainment Radio Live here on Blog Talk. Uh, remember, if you can't catch my show live every Sunday from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. here on Blog Talk, you can download it on de- on demand uh, at your leisure. Uh, subscribe, download, enjoy on any platforms, iTunes, Spotify, Google, Anchor, uh, Radio Public, Pocket Cast, Overcast, CastBox, and so forth and so on. This episode and other episodes of NYP Entertainment Radio in the archives on Blog Talk in any platform. Let's keep this moving. Uh, Big Daddy Kane issues apology. Big Daddy, uh, legendary rapper Big Daddy Kane uh, issues apology after mistakenly trying to kick ASL interpreter off stage. Big Daddy Kane has issued a statement after he pushed an American Sign Language ASL interpreter off stage during a performance uh, this past Friday evening, uh, well, last week, January 14th. Um, the 53-year-old rapper took to his Instagram account on Saturday to issue an apology over the, quote, misunderstanding. After receiving backlash over the, over the action, Big Daddy Kane posted a video addressing the matter while the rapper shared a viral video of him kicking off the interpreter who is identified as Billy Sanders. He noted that most people didn't watch the clip of him apologizing to the interpreter after learning of the situation. My bad, the rapper could, my bad, the rapper could be heard telling the interpreter. He then addressed the audience, I want everybody, I want everyone to enjoy. Further explaining the situation, Big Daddy Kane said, Y'all, I've done crazy stuff in my life, but I would never try to disrespect an interpreter who is doing a sign language for the deaf community on stage. He went on to claim that he and his manager were, quote, clueless as no one told them that they were going to be an interpreter. Quote, so when I came on stage and saw someone just mouth the lyrics, you know, I just, I was just trying to get him off the stage, but no one showed the clip of me apologizing to the brother and allowing him to stay on stage and finish the show. No one showed the clip of me apologizing to the crowd because, as I said in the clip, I want everyone to enjoy, and that means even those who can't hear it, he continued. Uh, the I get, um, excuse me, the I get a job done MC further noted that he was given an opportunity to talk with the deaf community alone to explain the situation. Concluding his clip, the rhymer said, anyway, though, much respect to the deaf community, I would never disrespect y'all, and once again, much love to the interpreter. Again, I apologize, my brother. Despite the apolo- his apology, some people still came at came at the rapper. Anyone can film a section of a of a narrative for their personal gain. I'm giving you the facts, dude. I'm giving you the facts, though. He replied to one comment from a critic. Some some others, meanwhile, defended the artist. And these times, I don't blame him. He should he should have been informed that someone else was giving was going to be on stage with him. It was the Brooklyn it was the Brooklyn's it was the Brooklyn thing to do. Sincerely apologize. I really dislike the social media has done to the collective to the collective. Someone wrote another person called the video the best apology I ever seen from a star. Um I didn't see the video. I I've heard about this. Um and at the end of the day, uh everyone makes mistakes. We all we all are human. Uh shit happens. As I was recently told when I made a mistake recently, um, it, it's true. He, he didn't know. He should have been aware, and he apologized for it. And it, it, and it's funny how it, social media. I think it's the greatest and worst thing ever created uh, because again, you have these little, you know, tough Tony wannabe, tough Tony guys is clicking the keyboards and and like ah, you should have whatever. He made a mistake, and he's right. 
the person said, in this day and time, you got to be careful. You don't know what's going on. No one told them someone else is going to be on stage, so you don't know what's going to happen. You know, we're we're dealing in, we're dealing with the days and times of people uh, are who are just nuts and crazy. You can shoot anyone at any time, blow up something, blow themselves up, or whatever. He didn't know, and he apologized for it. And I think we we as a society we got to be easy on each other, let alone celebrities. Um, because they're celebrities, they're not, they're not allowed to make a mistake. He's human. He made a mistake. He apologized over and over again. It's over with. It happened. You know, it, it, we all going to do something after this broadcast, during this broadcast, was going to make a mistake and accidentally hurt someone's feelings or whatever the case may be. And we're going to end up apologizing, you know, for making a mistake. Uh, he made a mistake. He didn't know. He was being careful. His his first thing was like, I can definitely off my stage. Who's this, who's this guy? Who you know? No one said anything. So, the blame goes to the miscommunication on the part of whoever gave him access to get on stage, whether it was security, whether it was a publicist, whether it was a manager or whoever. They're the one to blame because they didn't communicate. Because you know he's right. He, I didn't think we don't know what this person was up to in general in the beginning. Um, so. He apologized. It's over with. Um, and it is interesting how the clip cuts off before he apologizes. That's, that's how it works. When you see stuff on the news, on online blogs or whatever you want to call them, gossip rags, or whatever video, or whatever they print, they always leave out the very end. And nine times out of ten, at the very end, that person, celebrity, whoever, who made a mistake is apologizing or whatever or, or made a statement. But that's not that's that's not juicy enough. You know what I mean? That's not sexy enough. You got to, you know, to get people to see and have clickbait and read or whatever, you have to cut it off there and make it, make it look like that person is an asshole. He made a mistake, um, and that's that. I, I didn't think nothing of it. I, I kind of was like, oh, wow, when I read the headlines, I read the beginning. I was like, oh, man, he kicked them off. But he, he made a mistake. It, 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 that he he doesn't. I'm not going to stop being a fan of his or talk down on him. It was a simple mistake, and I could see, I could see the misunderstanding there. Like I said, he he comes out on stage. No one said there's an interpreter. Oh, listen, Big Daddy Kane. Um, to your left, when you walk out, you will see a gentleman on stage. He's going to do interpretation for someone who you know who's deaf or whatever. Okay, cool. That's what the stage hand's supposed to say, a production assistant, whoever, that's what you're supposed to say. When a performer is going out there and all he knows who's going to be on stage with is him and his dancers and and DJ and that's it, whatever. He comes out, somebody is on stage to his left or right. First thing is like, all right, am I in danger? You know, people are crazy. People get on stage and start doing whatever. You know, look at Lil Mama. When uh, Jay-Z and, and uh, Alicia Keys back in 09 was doing – uh, performing New York Santa Monica, she jumped on stage. You know what I mean? Like, people do crazy shit for whatever reason. So, you know, he apologized and move on. And like I said, I love how people just don't, cannot accept an apology. They think, like, what does you want him to do? He made a mistake. And it it, it, it incenses me when, when you read the comments and everyone still shit on you when you, uh, when you say, oh, I made a mistake, as if they never made it. That's why I think social media is the greatest and the worst thing ever created, period. It should be used for more good than bad. Um, it just is, you know, I, in my opinion, I think it's used for more bad than good. 
um, because it's just it's just something where it does more actually more yeah more bad than good more harm than good. Um, someone just corrected me on that, but yeah, man, it's he apologizes over it. All right, moving on. Now this is something interesting. <clears throat> Keisha Knight Pulliam, as you may know, name sound familiar from the Cosby Show. Uh, and some Tyler Perry TV shows, like Meet the Browns and so forth, would like to play Janet Jackson in the biopic. Let me say that again. Keisha Knight Pulliam wants to play Janet Jackson in a biopic. Fans have mixed responses. And you'll get my opinion in a few minutes. Uh, Keisha Knight Pulliam has revealed she wants to play Janet Jackson. Uh, Pulliam told Nick Cannon while being a guest on his self-titled talk show that she would love to play Jan- uh, Jackson in the biopic. While she was on, uh, while she was on Nick Cannon to promote her upcoming hosting job for Lifetime's Married at First Sight after party, Cannon showed an Instagram picture of Pulliam with Jackson and talked about <clears throat> how both women repre- represented how both women represented his childhood. I uh, quote, this is my whole childhood, my whole puberty from Keisha Knight Pulliam to Janet Jackson. It made me feel so happy. He said, adding that he wanted to know the story about how they met for the picture. Pulliam said how she had originally, how she had originally meet Jan- Jackson uh, when she was eight, eight or nine years old. Adding, I, and I'm like, listen, if I'm alive and able, when you, when you are ready to do your first life story, I'm playing you. Um, was that the way? She said, playing Jackson is my dream, and guess what? If for some reason I am too old and can't do it, I will be directing or exactly producing something. Uh, I will be part of this. Um, according to uh, recent reports, some fans felt like she would be perfect for the role, while others were certain all they wouldn't all they wouldn't be able to get their minds to click over from Pauline's role on the Cosby Show. One one viewer commented on social media, social media, I don't see her playing Janet as big as big Janet fan. All I see is Rudy. Even though fans are currently split on if William can pull off playing Jackson, time will tell if it will be able to achieve her dream. All right, now listen, it's a lot to unpack here, and I'm and, I, and I'm gonna say this, um, and, and I and I get it because every day somewhere I know here, you know, in Philly and in certain you know networks that still play Cosmic Show like TV One. Um, you, you see it all the time. It's a heavy rotation, and all you see and remember her as Rudy Huxable from The Cosby Show. Uh, however, um, at the end of the day, like I said, do, um, I think she's capable of doing something different outside of Rudy. And, it's, and it's, it's sad that people pigeonhole you and stereotype you as that person. Um, because it's in reruns, and that's what they remember you as, and that's what they want you to stay as. And the funny thing, the first thing they'll ask you is, what you been up to? And you've been doing other stuff. And all they, but when you try to do that, no, I just see you as Rudy. Like, get your head out your ass, man. It's a rerun. Um, I don't see it. I don't, you know, that's, I don't see, I can't, she doesn't visually look like Janet to me. So if you're going to do an autobiography about someone, to me, in my opinion, you got to somewhat have similar features a likeness of that person. And not that I see Rudy Huxville, it's just I don't see the resemblance. So if anything, I would love to maybe have her executive produce or direct it, but to play her herself, I don't see that. And, and again, it's not based on talent, it's not based on like, oh, I don't want to see her, Rudy Huxtable. No, it's not, not that. I just don't 
see it, in my opinion. I need some type of slight resemblance, in my opinion. At least when certain people do autobiography, they have a slight resemblance. You know what I mean? Uh, Jamie Foxx, wearing his sunglasses, he like Ray Charles. This is a Washington, some similar to Malcolm X. I'm going on and on. I don't think Jennifer Hutchins really resembled Aretha Franklin, but she can sing and she's talented, so they put her there. Um, Keisha Napoleon, I just don't see the resemblance. It's just, it, I need this something. I just see Keisha Napoleon. I don't see Rudy. I just I still see Keisha Napoleon. And she may be, be able to still do a good job acting, possibly. You never know. Uh, but in my opinion, again, it's not based on the fact that she was once Rudy Huxtable. It's, I think I just don't see the resemblance. I, I need that. Like, okay, I can see that. All right, I see her. Okay, you may need a fresh face kind of resemble, then go from there. That's just me. That's my casting expertise. That's how I cast. Like, if you want to do autobiography, let's see some type of resemblance. And I don't see that. But I would love to maybe have her be a director or executive producer. That would be kind of cool to have her name attached to it that way. Um, but in terms of her playing her, no, nah, I just don't. I don't see the resemblance. And that's why I leave it at. But it would be in it. Like I said. I would I will hope and love for her to be a part of it somehow, and it'd be really cool if she executive produced and directed. Hell, even right, maybe co write the screenplay. Who knows? Um, but we'll see as time goes on. Um, all right, we're gonna play some music. We come back. I got some more stuff to get into, so stick around. NYPA Entertainment Radio. <laughs> Just as fine as she can be. Hey, she's a bad man, Magella. Oh, just as fine as she can be. Hey, she's a bad man, Magella. Oh, just as fine as she can be. Hey, she's a bad man, Magella. Oh, just as fine as she can be. Hey, she's
life is brilliant My life is brilliant My love is pure I saw an angel Of Adam Shaw She smiled at me on the subway She was with another man But I won't lose no sleep on that Cause I've got a plan You're beautiful You're beautiful You're beautiful It's true I saw your face In a crowded place And I don't know what to do Cause I'll never be with you Yes, she caught my eye As I walked
good fun. We're up all night for good fun. We're up all night to get lucky. 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 We're up all night to get Talking like I say all the time. Uh, if you can't catch this show live while it's happening, uh, you can download on demand at your leisure and enjoy on any platform, Spotify, Anchor, of course, Blog Talk. Go in the archives and check out this show and others, Spotify, Stitcher, Radio Public, Google, and so forth and so on. Um, and uh, check out NYP and Camera Radio, you know, got some music, got some topics. Got a few tricks on my sleeves for 2022. I can't reveal yet, like I said last week. Just getting everyone, getting people scheduled together. Um, one of the people I may try to work out the schedule I mentioned earlier. I mentioned their name earlier while I was reading about them. That's all you need to know. I mentioned a few people. They weren't they weren't dead. They're alive. But I mentioned a few people. And figure out which one of those people I'm talking about that I'm working on coming on the show. You let me know. So there's a little... We'll peek behind the curtain, a little riddle there for you. Um, there's a lot of great things. 2022 just started, and I'm excited about what's in store for me and you. New changes, everything. It's like I said, so everything's gradually opening up and getting back to where we should be. And um, a lot of things that were being delayed or being hokey pokey with are actually now starting to speed up and. Uh, getting things going. So looking forward to it, and I can't wait to you guys see what, what happens next with NYP Entertainment Radio. Uh, Chris Tucker wasn't the first choice to play Smokey. 1995 Friday kicked off a pop culture phenomenon 
that lives on for more than 25 years later. Even people who've never seen the movie, which stars Ice Cube and Chris Tucker, know about the classic lines such as, Bye, Felicia. <laughs> Although Friday led to two sequels in the short-lived animated series, the first movie holds a special place in the hearts of fans. Tucker's standout performance is undoubtedly the part of that. Some fans might be surprised to discover he wasn't the first choice to play Smokey. When Ice Cube and DJ Pooh co-wrote, uh, co-wrote Friday, the 1995 movie was very much an underdog story. I thought director F. Gary Gray, who would go on to make hits like uh, like Straight Outta Compton and The Fate in the Fast and, and The Fate in Furious, had never directed a movie before. His biggest claim to fame was a director of, ice, of music videos, including Ice Cube's it was, it was a Good Day. And even the rapper, such actor himself, uh, was far from the ubiquitous icon he would become. Ooh, ubiquitous. Yeah, I, I, I'm glad I got the word right um, when I read it. Uh, prior to Friday, Ice Cube's best-known movie role was a, as Doughboy in 91's Boys in the Hood, but he and DJ Pooh, who later directed Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg Comedy to Wash, um, hoped to counter the violent depiction of the urban environments of their youth. Friday presented a much different vision uh, of the streets than Boys in the Hood, but one that perhaps more relatable to the average moviegoer. Plus, the movie features standout performances. Now, uh, how did Chris Rock, excuse me, Chris Rock, Chris Tucker ended up playing Smokey? Smokey, among the unforgettable characters, uh, Chris, uh, unforgettable characters is Chief uh, well, Smokey, sorry, let me read that again. Uh, chief among the unforgettable characters is Smokey. As played by Tucker, he is the wild card. He is the wild card foil to Chris Tucker's, I mean, Chris Rock's Ice Cube's Craig. I'm sorry, I'm all mixed up here. Uh, looking at Friday now, it's hard to imagine anyone else playing the role. But early on, as the movie writers told um, Complex, DJ Pooh was supposed to play Smokey. The character was in part based on his own life, given the role some authenticity, but New Line Cinema, the company behind the movie, wasn't on board. With the financing online, Ice Cube and DJ Pooh had to compromise on the casting, and after seeing Tucker on Def Comedy Jam, they knew he would be perfect, perfect at Smokey. After a wild audition process, Ice Cube, DJ Pooh, and Gray managed to convince New Line, who had already put Tucker in their House Party 3, I would like House Party 3. I love House Party 3. The previous year, because Tucker Smokey. Meanwhile, DJ Pooh took on the smaller role as Red in Friday. Uh, the chemistry between Tucker and Ice Cube came across effortless, effortless in Friday. Alas, Tucker turned down a hefty payday to return for 2000's next Friday. Still, the franchise continued with Mike Epps, which is Day-Day, as Cube's right-hand man. The pair shared the screen in both the first sequel as well as 04's Friday After Next. Over the years, Ice Cube has, was, has still expressed interest in getting Tucker back at Smokey. While that's unlikely to happen, there's still potential for the long, 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 long waiting last Friday to get made. Fans will wait. Will have to wait and see if that is the case. In the meantime, they can revisit all three Friday movies, which is now streaming on HBO Max. Um. I want to unpack there. Let me back up. I remember I'm showing my age. I actually seen Friday in the theater when it came out in '95, um, and it was a classic. And it, it's true, a lot of standout characters, but Chris Rock, Chris, I keep saying Chris Rock, Chris Tucker 
Um, so the movie, and I remember Chris Tucker in House Party 3, which, which is a small part, but it's a funny part, and I like House Party 3. A lot of people shit on that movie, but I think House Party 3 was better than House Party 2. That's just because House Party 2 was so, so fucking corny with the sound effects, and oh my god, they fucked up that whole franchise. Anyway, anyway, I, I digress. I digress. Okay. House Party 3 was better than 2. We'll leave it at that. If anybody else got to debate it, you know where I'm at. 516-387-1961. It was a shame that Tucker was unable to do the sequels. Um, I like that Mike Epps in Day Day held his own, and he was solid in the whole nine, but he wasn't no Chris Tucker. He wasn't no Smokey. um, And I would love to see him do the sequels. I would love to see him do the sequels. Um, But... um, you know he had his reasons, and 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 uh, he wanted to go a different route. He wanted he didn't want to portray smoking weed as a good thing, and and and, and what have you. And he has that right for that. But I would have loved to see him, because I always tell, I always say, man, listen. At the end of the day, in my opinion, what makes a good, what makes a good sequel is it pretty much bring everyone back. You might add a few people in, but you bring the core of the cast back. Have the same writer, have the same director. You can you can spend that good magic. You know what I mean? That that magic can come out. If you mix it up and you bring in a half of a new cast, you bring in a whole new writer or a director, it's it's going to be something missing. And this is why a lot of times uh, sequels fail. Here's the thing. Here's the key things for sequels. Number one, you can't have it too far out. You got to at least have it within two years. Okay, no at least no more than two years. Within at least two years, you can't have it three, four, five, because then the novelty gonna wear off. People gonna get tired and and whatever. And, so, and even actors, actresses might not even want to do it. So I say that you know within, the next sequel should be within two years from the time we started. Okay, have the same director, same screenwriter, same cast, sprinkle in some new people, but keep the core of the people in there. And I think it's successful. But the turnaround has to be short. And Tucker was, in my opinion, the main one of the main cogs outside of Craig because the chemistry was, was, was phenomenal between the two and he, Chris Tucker is hilarious. I'm um, not taking nothing away from Day Day. I just, I laugh, but it just, oh man, what would have been? Now, here's something that I don't know if you guys know. In the the last, the next Friday, the 04 one, I think it was the next Friday, um, in the, the Christmas one, Friday movie, and I, I, I was, I think I, I was listening to a commentary on the DVD. It came on, you know, came on DVD, and I was watching, listening to the DVD. And sometimes when I when I used to, because now you're streaming and everything, um, I used to like to hear the commentary. It's like behind the scenes, like the director or the screenwriter or the star. They give you like a little snippet about how they shot this scene or what happened or whatever they was thinking and so forth. In the Christmas, the Christmas Friday, well, I think it was like next Friday or whatever, or the Friday after next, whatever, which one that was, um, the Santa Claus role, the one that went around stealing from people, was that was Ricky Smiley. Originally, Cube wanted Smokey to play that role. So it would have been Smokey came back to the neighborhood because he was pissed off or whatever, and he was stealing from everyone because he was just mad or, or whatever the case may be. But the, Rick, the Ricky Smiley role um, – and played the Santa Claus role in the last Friday of the Christmas one, whatever that was, 
that you really, really wanted uh, Chris Tucker to play that. I thought it was a great idea. I was man, that would have been cool. It would have been better than Ricky Smiley. Nothing against Ricky Smiley, but the payoff at the end when he was fixing covered up and they got they got him and pulled a, the mask down or the hat, the hat off because you didn't see, you couldn't really see who Santa Claus was the majority of the movie. It would have been kind of cool. You know, what's that, man? You know, <laughs> something. That would have been kind of cool if it was, and I think it would have been a huge payoff. Um, but it was just missing that oomph, you know, um, even the third one without Debo, you know, you need it. So doing the doing the last Friday is not going to be the same. I know Cuban trying to do this for years, but when you don't have John Witherspoon around, excuse me, um, and then Tiny Lister is no longer with us, you know, also, and you know Tucker don't want to do it. It's not going to be the same. And unfortunately, man, we will never see it. We just won't see it at all, you know, because, you know, know, those two key cogs are gone. Um, It would have been cool if they they were at New Line or whoever was stopping. I know Cuban fighting for this for years, and he was ever possibly too convinced uh, Chris Tucker to come back. It would have been kind of cool. But with Tucker not doing it, then, you know, we no longer have John Witherspoon, and we no longer have – uh, Tiny Lister to play Debo, uh, you know the bloom is off the rose. You know what I mean? It's it's not it's not the same. It, it's not the same. So I you know I know he tried it and I hope he. I just don't want to see it now. It, just, it won't be the same with them not being in it. I mean you could try to fill whoever you want to fill in it. It's just not. It's the same antithesis where Robin Harris passed away after house party. And you, you didn't have anyone to fill fill his, fill up for the third. Well, you put Bernie Mac in there, play his brother. But I think if Robin Harris was still around, it would have been funny. He might have been he might have been made part two even better if he was still around, and part three even better if he was still around. But you try to fill people's shoes and put other actors in there. Sometimes it works, sometimes it don't. Majority of the time it doesn't. Uh, but at the end of the day, um, like I said, it's just just things happen where unfortunately. People pass on, and we miss the opportunity to have them in a sequel or part of a movie or whatever the case may be. All right, moving on. What I got here, let's pull it up. I got Master P. Master P answers Whack 100's, quote, he broke claim with, with another power move, announces no no limit reunion tour. Uh, rapper, rapper plants, let's see here. Rapper plans to fans. Master P. Pray, uh, get this. Why is this acting up? All right. Okay. Rappers plans bring to fans Silk the Shocker, Mystical, Mia X, Fiend, Mr. Servon, Chapel Style, and more. Master P and his No Limit Soldiers took over the mid 90s, mid 90s hip hop go, make you go, oh, this is the article, not me. My screen is kind of wonky when I'm trying to read this thing off to you. Um, now, Miss Rumors of Financial Rules, the mogul has announced to announce a reunion tour bringing many of the voices that define an era of rap for rap fans. This spring, Southern rap superstars and pioneers, Masterpiece, Silk the Shaka, Mystical, Mia X Fiends, Servon, Chopper, so forth and so on, will unite for a concert in New Orleans um, in the label's hometown. The No Limit reunion tour, which is scheduled to rock the room of the Smoothie King Center on April 22nd. We'll also feature special guests, the Ying Yang Twins, huh? the Ying Yang Twins, huh? 
the tour has the tour has been in the works for months. This news comes from comes after the controversial hip hop manager and gang member Wack One Hundred floated claims that P, whose real name is Percy Miller, is not as rich as people claim he is. He took to Clubhouse to share that not only is the former NBA player broke, but that the feds own the masters to his music. But does Wack know what he's talking about? In addition to launching the reunion tour, having having several films and TV shows on streaming platforms, a food and beverage business, Uncle P Food Products that is stocked on supermarket shelves across the South in everything from Piggly Wiggly to Target, and according to Forbes, is the seventh richest rapper in the world with $200 million. To put that in perspective, Master P has not put a record out in years, and he is right above Drizzy Drake. And with the upcoming tour, he plans to add to his wealth. Now, I've heard I heard the claims. I heard you know the rumors going around, and people always quick to um, assume if you haven't heard from someone in a while that they're broke. Oh, they, something happened. They're struggling because they know if they know for uh, one genre of say like acting or producing or performing, and you haven't seen them in a while. Oh my God, they're struggling somewhere. Now they got other business ventures. Um, Master P is a, a extremely smart man who have a lot of different irons in the fire and make sure he has different streams of revenue to come in to keep, you know, to keep things going. A uh, very, very smart person. He did, he never just depended on music. He broadened everything across the board. But obviously the music thing can dry up at any time. People got to remember that whether you're a producer or performer, it can dry up where sales just doesn't happen. So you got to keep the other streams of revenue coming in um, just in case it dries up, you know, whether it's clothing whether it's real estate or whatever the case may be, you got to keep that flowing. So he's a smart man, very, very smart. Um, but like I said, just because someone's quiet doesn't mean they're broke because you don't see them. It doesn't mean they're broke. He, and I've heard about Uncle Pete's food and all that stuff. So uh, when I read this originally, I was like, no, nah, I don't think that man's broke. I've, I've you know, been keeping kind of tabs on him from time to time, and his name will pop up on my, on my um, timeline you know, showing me stuff that he's doing or has done and so forth and so on. Um, that concert at the Smoothie Center with the No Limit Soldiers, that place is going to be fucking rocking, yo. That joint's going to be rocking. Like, they, man, they're going to tear that place down. Um, and you got the Yin Yang Twins. I ain't shitting on the Yin Yang Twins, but, you know, hey. I, I do that because if you know the story, when I met them, they was making that noise, which I thought maybe one of them was a little off. I'm not going, I ain't going to go there. I'm going to leave that alone. I'm going to leave hey. There's what he kept saying. I know, I, but the women were all in, the girls were all in his face. And I was like, he's making, like, sounds and noises like something's wrong with him. But, hey, they, but the girls are giggling all in his face. I'm just saying, I, I don't know. I, you know, that's just my experience. It was nice cats, though. It was, it was nice people. But every time I hear the Ying Yang twins or I, someone says their name, I go, hey, because that's what they were doing. The whole, they, they short, too. I'm, I'm tall. I'm six two and a half. They short guys. So they were just like, hey, hey. So every time I hear that song or someone said the Yin Yang Twins or which is far few in between, um, I just think of that. And I was like, hey, because I just remember that so clearly, so clearly. Um, if that sounds annoying as I'm saying it, you know, you know, through, through the mic, imagine being right there. And he's just like, oh, you all right? Is he passing out? Is he, you know? You about to pass out or something? I don't know. Um, 
right, we're going to play some music, come back. We got, I got some more stuff to get into. Um, so stick around. NYPA Entertainment Radio. Niggas send it to me. Hey, hey, Muddy Fucking Waters mixtape, man. I'm high as a bitch up in this motherfucker. I need a beat. I need a fucking beat. I don't need no turn up beat. I need some elements, some hip hop. Let's get back to some elements and shit. Yeah. Josh, I like that, man. You like that, man? Let's turn that shit up, man. Yeah. Lyrical wordplay for y'all. I feel good on this one, man. This is how real MCs do it, you know. Yeah, I like this shit a lot, man. Done for y'all too. Rome, New York, we in the building. Check it out. Yo, when I hit the bong, I'm Godzilla taking over Hong Kong. Eating Wong Tong with a shotgun and long johns. It's not unsung. No story here to tell. I'm just ready. I'm a student before the school bell to propel my wordplay. Thursday, before I bust off three K's on Martin Luther King's birthday. Birthday college for $20. If I got it, smoke here and quiet my knowledge. A little psychotic. I know. Rape me. I'm Michael Jordan in the final four. Fighting with Wayne Gretzky. I'm not relevant. Let's see. Who's spitting? Some of y'all Coke and Pepsi. I can't tell the I'm Daryl when I'm pitching, before the white girl had him twitching, not a rap game in my kitchen, easy pickings, rebel would have called my mind, it's like fuck with mine, I put your mind on the wall, I'm on tour getting bread, and tattoos, and your job is giving tic-tacs and bathrooms, I hate gossip, I mash up your media mosh pit, release a bathroom in a chat room, my weed bags are vacuum and smuggle, off of one blunt, a bitch gon' fuck you, chick Tivo the meatloaf, when I hit they belly, stop dropping all dimes, Rico, Precautions, I got a Paul Bearer that Bill Coffins for all rappers and nonsense. Nonchalantly, I'm thinking darker than a convict conscious. That's why I'm sweating in the office. That's where the bomb is. The gang rate in my city is like the 80s where Kendrick Lamar lived. I got a harvest of purple at my apartment. Across the park, I sell pounds of Cartman. I think like an orphan, I'm in a zone. But it's freestyle, so these words might need a home. Executive neck, I demand respect. Check, don't even talk to me or text the wrong tone, okay? Stay at bay, mm. Mandalay. When I write out full pins from these hand grenades, you could be amazed to hate it. But either way, I get it heated like Kanye and Sway. I'm done with it. I have fun with it. Stay back and tell your girl, come get it. She had Mr. Right, now she want Mr. Wrong. Now she swings along like Serena Arms. <laughs>
trying to stay humble on the delf You don't understand me, you don't understand yourself From nightmares to dreams, poverty to wealth From insanity, trying to find harmony for self From the vanity, trying to stay humble on the delf You don't understand me, you don't understand yourself You don't understand me, that is cool like an overstand Stand over niggas with a hammer and you know the plan Rather read a book, smoke a J, play a slower jam Probably playing Marvin on some inner city blues shit Niggas said they run the city, never seen them do shit I could get them shot when I'm out in St. Lucia Rather hug the nigga and just give him juices Ask my nigga Lee, tell you where the real juice is You ain't gotta like me, this is not the like me show Confront me then, nigga take a shot or just let it go I could get a nigga wet while I'm out in Monaco But I'd rather get the bread, conquer the impossible Having drugs look illegal like the pharmacy Made it to his destination in peace and harmony You was up, now we up, just respect the irony I'm the boss, you the working nigga Who can fire me, I am me AJVO nigga, can't forget to see What it do, pay the way, niggas idolizing me Hand in face, where your heart I'm just trying to see, LOS, MOB Nigga wildin' in these streets From nightmares to dreams Poverty to wealth, from insanity Just trying to find harmony for self From vanity, trying to stay humble On the delf, you don't understand me You don't understand yourself From nightmares to dreams Poverty to wealth, from insanity Trying to find harmony for self from the vanity Trying to stay humble on the delf You don't understand me, you don't understand yourself
a bitch, she get knocked out Then I can get rid of the pack But I just cop this pretty chrome thing So I'm dipping with that Uh, down shipping on them like I got gears on me Besides that, I got about five years on me Scared to death, running like I got beers on me Tim start feeling like they nice ears on me It's hard for me to slow down like I'm on the freeway My belt's in the crib on the floor by my two-way Now I'm trying to hold my hammer up and my pants too They don't kill me, they gon' give me a number I can't do Rather it be the streets and jail where I die at And I'm asthmatic, so I'm looking for somewhere to hide at But they too close and I got this new toast Imagine if I would've let off a shot or two You know what I gotta do Run, if you sell drugs in the school zone Run, if you get in case with those shoes on Run, fuck that, run Cop got guns, they giving out life like you ain't do shit, you ain't that next felony nigga is like pizza So run, hop fences, jump over fences When you see me coming, get the fuck out the entrance Run, fuck that, run, cop got guns Motherfucker, fucker, fucker
that no through some niggas in the hood off. But see, I'd ball out, and for I fall out, I slow my lack down to a nice speed. The brain was that fried egg I might need. New direction was apparent. I was a child looking at the floor staring. So changing my style was like relief for the primitive beast. Yes, I was on the rise. East was the street to make bread. Never primary concern. Just to hop on these beats and wait my turn. I'd meet Muslims, gangsters, bitches, rosters, and macaroni niggas. Imposters. So on a trip to New York on some beeswax, I get invited to a club where MC's at. And on stage is a singer with something on her head similar to the turban that I covered up my dreads with. Which I was rocking at the time when I was going through them phases trying to find anything that seemed real in the world. Still searching, but I started liking this girl. Now you know her as Erica on and on Badu. Call Tyrone on the phone while you do that good like that, boy, y'all to be ashamed. The song wasn't about me, <laughs> that ain't my name. We're young in love, in short, we had fun. No regrets, no abortion, had a son by the name of Seven. And he's five, by the time I do this mix, he'll probably be six. You do the arithmetic, me do the language arts. Y'all stand against the wall, blindfolded, me throw the dark. To poke you in the heart, and take you from the start. To when luxury transportation in a motor car. Or either when your girlfriend that went to maze, mama or her daddy let her borrow. The bins because she's smart Or maybe if your neighbor does you a huge favor And he sells you that rabbit that's been sitting in his yard You fix it up, you trick it out You give it rims, you give it bump You give it all your time Cause that's all you can think about And that's as far as I got Welcome back to NYPA Entertainment Radio live here on the Live Talk. Um, let's see what else. I'm gonna keep this show moving. Nas makes big money moves alongside Google and twenty million dollar investment. Nas' accomplishments in hip hop don't go unrecognized. Outside of rap, he's made some serious power plays and investments. We've heard him rap about being the Cryptocurrency Scarface on DJ Khaled's Sorry Not Sorry alongside Jay-Z. A founding member of Queensbridge Tech Investments, Nas Investment Portfolio continues to grow every year. The rapper's latest move involves a $20 million investment alongside Google. Per Hollywood Reporter, Nas and Google both $20 million investment for Africa Mobile Games publisher Carrier, Carrier First. The new, the, the new round of investment will be dedicated to expanding Carrier First content and engineering games, excuse me, engineering teams. Carrier First co-founder and CEO Cordell Robin Coker explained that the new group of investors are not only bringing the financial backing needed to expand the company, but a level of knowledge that will be valuable to grow the brand. Quote, we're excited to partner with the world-class group of investors who, in addition to capital, bring expertise across gaming FinTech and Web3. Carrier First co-founder and CEO Cordell Robin Coker said in a statement, in 2021, we launched multiple games and digital commerce solutions achieving really strong growth. Together, we can accelerate this growth and achieve our goal of becoming the leading consumer internet company in the region. Along with Nas and Google, game developer Riot Games and venture capital firm Anderson Horowitz have also joined in on the latest round of investments for Carrie First. Um, I love his shit like that. I love his shit like that. And it goes back to what I was saying uh, about Master P, uh, bringing another 
uh, stream of revenue in, making investments in, in booming. Cause you, you know, like I said, the music thing, it can't last forever. When you're hot, you're hot, and when you're not, you're not. And then as time goes on, you need to put your income and, and into other things and, and, and invest right in other businesses, upcoming businesses, and, and, and so forth. And you just need the different streams of revenue to come in. You just do. Um, you can't put all your eggs in one basket, as they say. You just kind of want to spread it out and, and see what happens because, you know, shit happens in life. Um, things go cold. Things go belly up for whatever reason, and that can't just be your only stream of revenue to survive or whatever the case may be. I like this idea. I'm glad Nas is doing this. And like other um, entertainers um, of the hip, hip hop or actors or whatever of that are African-American or Hispanic, they're, they're giving back or, or investing stuff and being businessmen and, and, and making it global and, and the whole nine. That's really cool, man. I dig that shit. I really do. And I, hopefully it works out with Carrie first. And I want to see other things like that open up and expand, and I tip my hat to him, man. That's, that's what's up, man. As he's, he's doing, you know, some big, you know, some boss man type moves. You dig what I'm saying? Like, he, he's doing that, John, man. He, he's really doing it. And that's cool, man. It's good to see that he's investing, uh, investing in something, and hopefully it pays off. I mean, $20 million is nothing to sneeze at. He must really have uh, confidence in this particular uh, um, to put twenty million in. I mean, because you, you just don't throw twenty million now for something you you're not too sure about. You put twenty million in something you confident that you're going to see that and then some on the backhand. You know what I'm saying? So he must, you know, I'm sure he's a, he's a smart man. Um, uh, did his due diligence and looked into it. And it was like, hey, why not? You know what I'm saying? So that's what's up, Fuji. Fuji's canceled reunion tour. Well, one reunion tour started in New Orleans. Another one is being canceled. The Fuji's Lauren Hill, Wyclef, and Prize uh, has can- has canceled their reunion tour, celebrating twenty celebrating the twenty fifth anniversary of the release of their nineteen ninety six blockbuster album, The Score. We anticipate quote We anticipate and understand disappointment, but our anniversary tour would not be able to happen. The group wrote in a, in a social media post. Um, the continued COVID pandemic has made touring conditions difficult, and we want to make sure we keep our fans and ourselves healthy and safe. An idea sparked to honor and, and celebrate the 25th anniversary of the score, but we see how it may not currently be our time for revisiting this past work. We're grateful for the special night we did get to share with some of you in New York, and that with that rare live moment, if opportunity, if opportunity, public safety, and scheduling allow, we hope to be able to revisit this again sometime soon. Thank you for all of your love and support throughout the years. Um, the tour, which would have been the first in 25 years, uh, was announced suddenly in September and quickly followed with a concert at Pier 17 in New York. The 12-city 12, the 12 proper tour was to launch November 2nd at United Center in Chicago and across the U.S. before you Concluded in Africa with the final shows taking place in Nigeria and Ghana, but was postponed just three days before it has begun. Um, quote, dates for our upcoming Fuji 25th anniversary tour are moving to early 2022 to ensure the best chance that all cities on the tour are fully open so we can perform for as many fans as possible, the group note in the, so- in the social media post with promises for more shows to be added. However, many of the dates that were put on sale 
had very light ticket sales, which probably contributed to the decision to the cancel. Uh, at the September 22nd concert in, in New York, the trio was accompanied by more than 20 musicians, but played just seven songs and went on three and a half hours later than scheduled, which was talked about here on the show. I, I spoke about that. Uh, we're, we're, quote, we're still cooking it. Hill, who is notorious for starting her concerts late, explained to the crowd of a brief of the brief reforms before acknowledging both the group's impact in his rocky past. Quote, we made hip-hop global, she said, before noting their complicated history. Uh, after debuting in the early 90s as the translator crew, the Fugees were together for just five years and two albums, but their then-pioneering fusion of rap and melody and West Indian sounds, largely powered by Hill's voice, made an indelible mark on the music world of the 1990s. The group debuted with 1994's hip-hop heavy blunted on reality, but their full potential became clear with the score two years later. Driven by their innovative and ambiguous cover of Roberta's Flax, Killing Me Softly, the album won two Grammys and has been certified seven times platinum. However, they splintered soon, they splintered soon after clearing the way for Lauren's galvanizing 1998 debut, The Miseducation of Lauren Hill, and, and solo careers of Vijan and Michael as well. A brief reunion of five yielded the single Take It Easy. All three have continued to tour and release albums, most notably Hill, although she has released just one album, a live unplugged set, uh, set recorded in 01 in the two decades since Miseducation. Um, you know what? I'm not surprised. This COVID thing, the reinsurgence of the COVID is a pain in the ass, and especially in, in, in certain states and in countries, uh, we have to deal with this. Um, hopefully, they can get it together, and we can have the uh, you know have that reunion tour. I love to see them together again perform. I think that'd be kind of cool. Hopefully, they show up on time. Um, but I'm not surprised. Like I said, there's a lot going on with this COVID thing, and we're not out of the clear yet. We will be there soon. So hopefully, when it clears up, they're back out there singing the hits, and hopefully, they maybe maybe drop a new album together. So we just gotta wait and see about that. Uh, let me play one more, one more uh, song for a brief music break. When I come back, I'll wrap things up here. NYPA Entertainment Radio. For you, 
comes out of trying to be what you want me to I get my nails done just so you approve Me why you do whatever you want to Cause I love you the way I Diamonds and pearls, the bees and the birds Give you the world, that's what you deserve I think in my body is all that I'm worth it's your definition of pearls, but I'm not like that. Sorry, but I'm not like that. Sorry, but I'm not like that. Sorry, but I'm not like that. Love me the way I am. Just hold me there.
Google Podcasts, and, of course, the home of NYP Entertainment Radio, Blog Talk Radio. So be safe. Watch out for one another. Be nice to each other. Try to. Uh, let the bullshit get to you. I know it's easier said than done. And I'll see you here live next week on NYPA Entertainment Radio. Here we go. Yo. I'm not a preacher. I just like making good music. Paranoid from the weed, Lord, can you help me please? Once more I drop to my knees, tell me, Lord, how could it be? Blind to rain I've never seen, tell me, Lord, why is it me? Is it cause I'm chasing dreams? Is it cause I'm chasing cream? Is it cause I'm close to each and every one of my enemies? Danger is my company, I swear I hate this industry. All women love the way I'm living, they know I'm unforgiving, heartless and deceiving. How am I still breathing? Scared of what I've seen, still scared of what I'm seeing. Uh. Making me pick and choose with win or lose Even when I won, my mind is left battered and bruised Choose, these niggas fruity like a pebble I fly straight, I'm on my level Sell your soul, deal with the devil <laughs> I'ma stay smoking this weed, man Trouble finding the absolute meaning of life Will I become a success? Can I find me a wife? These questions seem to get harder as they passing me by But I won't give in to the pressure floating on cloud number nine I'm just drifting away, these dreams keep me fueled to progress This weight that I hold on my chest from packing on all of the stress Throughout the daily grind, I seem to find a peace of mind No wasting time, I need to climb up to the top to make this mine Cause I control my destiny as I'm destined to be Much more than the stars can align, the journey is dark But I'll find a source of light to help distinguish the good and the evil the benign and the lethal, the opaque and the see-through Won't let my demons conquer all that I built from within Present my past with my future ambitions through paper and pen It's more than words in the story that I relate to you My heart is stuck in a bond while searching for proof of certain truth As if a beast while the wind is blowing and grass is growing Ocean waters are flowing with these cups of liquor we pouring As the summers get hotter, winters get colder I say a soldier, my mindset for the future's never been bolder You need a shoulder to cry and then you can lean on me We all go through trials and tribulations throughout the lives we lead The scars are they are reminders of battles that I've won Lessons I've learned and rules that I broke to teach to my future son Cause I'll be damned if he grows to be an illiterate, ignorant, and belligerent person who doesn't give a shit That's all the question for me as long as I'm still breathing Culture, my morals, of society as he begins teething But if I have a girl, she'll be my diamond and my pearl Regardless of the cold-hearted nature amongst this cruel world I'm just looking to be enlightened in this day and age With knowledge and wisdom to help me through all the pleasure and pain The show is over.